Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. And a very good morning. Welcome to the program. No, it's not Paddy Welsh and Ian Healy's not here as well. Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorka on this Monday morning, November 28. What a weekend of sport we have had. Paddy, not feeling 100% today. He sent me a text late last night and then early this morning. Last, He feels a bit better this morning than he did late last night. So he's just having the day off and he'll be back tomorrow as Heels will be, who is making his way back from New Zealand, but Zorks and I spent Sunday together. We actually... It's a whole weekend actually, affair. Actually, we spent... What were you? What were you in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week? Or Thursday, Friday? Thursday, Thursday Friday. Friday. Saturday, so. we were at a function together. <laughs> and then yesterday, we uh, had the pregame show of the AFLW Grand Final. And here we are again this morning. Can't get enough of us this year. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah. Refreshed after a... Uh... A big weekend of sport, and we've got heaps to talk about this morning. Our... Where do we start? Well, I'll tell you where we'll start. Yeah. The young boys head out to Springfield this morning to oh, uh, start their pre-season starts. campaign. A couple of the boys have just messaged in and said, we're on the drive out there. We're listening to you Western all. Freeway? Oh, they're out there on yeah. their way. It can be tough, even it... though you're going against the traffic. Yes. The traffic out to Ipswich, et cetera, on the Western it Freeway. It takes its time. Yeah. Um, so they might have a little bit of testing this morning and just... Oh. The uh, fitness staff will reacquaint themselves with them, check out how everyone's going, check the skin folds, check the weight, and proceed as normal. Hopefully no one parks in your spot. What? Next to uh, Cody Simpson and yesterday. Cody Simpson yeah, he... in his Maserati, mind you. So we arrived there yesterday mm. at uh, Brighton Homes Arena, and there's Zorks in his spot, A1 <laughs> or A2 position behind Chris Fagan's spot, I would imagine, there in the, in the yep. player's car park. I've caught the train, uh, the second train I've caught in 30-something years here in Brisbane. It was pretty good, actually. Um, and we bumped into each other, and you said, oh, the car's back. And I looked, and there was a Maserati, but it was Katie Simpson's. It was, and now popped Emma McKeon with him. Yeah. And uh, he obviously performed the, the national anthem yeah. yesterday at the girls' game and did a fantastic job, Yep, but uh, took me park. The Simpson performing the national anthem in Springfield. So there you go. Who would have known? Yes. Who would have thought it? Uh, look, well, there's the Socceroos win. There is the the Lions AFLW loss. There is Cameron Smith's win yesterday. There is so much happening. The Wallabies. The Wallabies. Have come from nowhere. So we've got a lot to cover this morning. Um, Chris Nelson will be joining us. Tommy Hackett's not here this week. So we've got a replacement for Tommy. First time on the program. Normally uh, we have James Coughlin, but we've got um, joining us today a little bit later. I tell you Josh what, Bell. So I tell you what, Mark, big shoes to fill. If you followed him over the weekend with his horse tips, he yeah. went very, very well. Chris Nelson went well too, I'm told, for you down on the Gold Coast. A winning day from both our tipsters. So congratulations to those. Hopefully all the uh, the punters out there that follow those boys got on and um, they would have been having steak and uh, prawns and all sorts of things if they followed them in. Well, it was an extraordinary day yesterday uh, here in Brisbane. We had the AFLW Grand Final at Springfield and we were expecting storm and showers. They never arrived mm. um, out there as the Melbourne Demons beat 
the girls in that grand final. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, I was able, that meant, and the rain delay at RQ meant we're able to watch sort of both without missing too much. So yes. it was quite quite good in that respect. I was able to get home after doing the pregame with you. Um, Cameron Smith, what an extraordinary performance to win that tournament by three shots. I know he's the number three in the world. Yep. And you would say clearly the best player in the field. But when you consider what he's had to do this week, uh, with the commitments he's had and the way he has handled himself through the week, it was an outstanding win. And the crowds, it was Greg Norman-like. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you touched on it. He's weak. I mean, he flew in from the States last Wednesday or Thursday. He had clinics to do. He did a hell of a lot of promotion for golf in Australia, not only just for the PGA this week, but obviously down in Melbourne as well. Uh, he then rocked up to the course and he, he admitted – on uh, on Thursday after his round that the 2.45 alarm clock was a little mm. bit too early. He knew it was a little bit rusty. And he spoke about that in his, um, his, his conference after his win yesterday. It was a scrappy start to the week, but he just hung in there. He said he had to hang in there. The weather sort of hurt him a little bit uh, yesterday afternoon, but he picked himself up and courageous effort and what a win. Uh, this is what he said to Todd Woodbridge about the win after the round. Yeah, it's awesome, mate. Uh... I really didn't think I had it in me this week, to be honest. Uh, the start of the week was a little bit scratchy and uh, the game just got better and better as the week went on, other than the front nine today. His short game was just exceptional. Mm. I'd, I'd love to hear from anyone that may have been at RQ uh, over the weekend, uh, over the four days that got up and close and personal, 13, 13, 55. The Brighton Homes open line. We're at Brighton Homes Arena yesterday. Mm. Outstanding. We'll talk about that shortly. 13, 13, 55. Or the text line, 0467 736 736. If you're at RQ over the weekend with those crowds, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? Because I, I can't remember seeing scenes like that at Australian golf courses since Greg Norman. Uh, I may be wrong, but I don't remember um, crowds, the full length of fairways, of fairways yeah. um, consistently. It was outstanding. And, and he he stood up and some of the young players also off the back of that also played some of their best golf. So terrific to see uh, Australian golf back after that hiatus. I know we had the Australian PGA Earl in the year that our mate Jed Morgan won and yep. and we've had some really good tournaments, but to get our Aussies back from overseas and performing, Mark Leishman finished well. Jeff Ogilvie had a good round. Greg Chalmers came <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> yesterday. He? Yeah, He screamed at the leaderboard. Yeah, so uh, outstanding yesterday. So 13, 13, 55. If, if you're at RQ over the weekend, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like? Was it as good as it seemed to us uh, watching from afar? Zero four six seven seven three six seven three six. And of course, Saturday night, soccer. Rooms. We're at the function. You and I for All Class Kubota, one of our great sponsors here at SEN and. The Socceroos, you showed me the score, 1-0, which you I wasn't happy. happy. No, well, I wanted to go home and, and watch it. We couldn't listen to it at the function on SEN. We couldn't watch it at the function. So I'm thinking I'll watch it when I get home. But no, Zorks says, oh, 1-0, we're up. <laughs> Thank you very much. And that was the full-time score. Uh, but what about that win and the yeah. way that it's galvanised the country? Well, I sat here with Paddy on Friday and I said, we have got a fantastic chance against Tunisia. Mm. Uh, we didn't play that bad against France. They're the world number one. They're an extraordinary team. We stuck with them for the first 30 minutes. I mean, we were in front. So there's no doubt the boys took a lot of confidence out of that. Um, and from there, they just played their game. They scored early and I wouldn't say parked the bus, but they certainly uh, defended extremely well against the Tunisia outfit that was pressing for you know the following 60-odd minutes. So um, fantastic effort by those boys to, uh, to to regroup after a tough loss against France. 
and then get the result that could potentially send them through to the next round. Well, their destiny is in their own hands now, and that's in any sporting competition, that's what you want, isn't it? You want to rely on your performance yep. getting you through to the next stage of whatever competition it may be, and that's where the soccer is. We'll talk about it more after 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll hear from Graham Arnold, Mitch Duke, Matt Ryan, and Harry Souter uh, a little bit later in the program, but we'll hear from the coach now, Graham Arnold. This is what he had to say on the Socceroos win. Look, and what I've just been told, it's the first clean sheet we've held at a World Cup since 1974, which is crazy. But uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, it's just one game. <clears throat> and as I said before uh, in the press conference yesterday and everything, that uh, I do believe that uh, the best friendly match we could have ever had was against France because we uh, would get we got punished for our mistakes. Uh, today, obviously, the opposition was, wasn't as good as the world champions, but I felt that uh, our performance, our fight and our grit and our determination, the old Aussie way, was uh, uh, very important tonight. And uh, I'm very, very proud of the boys. That's all we want, isn't it? I mean, I think that's yeah. what upset uh, some people uh, after that game against France, not the fact that it was a 4-1 loss, that... It just didn't seem to be the fight that we expect from an Australian side, but it was certainly there on Saturday night. Oh, it was certainly there on Saturday night. And, yeah, that's exactly right. And hearing a few of the players talk after that France loss, they wanted to move on extremely quick, quickly and um, focus on Tunisia. I think well, we, sitting back and watching, all thought that this was a game they could win. Mm. I think they certainly believed that they could win it. And, they put that loss behind them, got on with the job, and as you said, that was the fighting spirit, and you could just see the desperation in in every tackle, um, in every bit of defence. They were switched on. They stayed They stayed in the moment for the whole 90 minutes and, and, and got a fantastic result for our country. The key now is to do it again against Denmark. Uh, one o'clock Thursday morning, I think, is uh, the time yep. for that game, so they've got some time to recover. It's a... Uh, uh, but three games in basically a week yeah. uh, for them. So three, you know, internationals, three World Cup matches. You hope that uh, they'll be fresh for this game against Denmark, who um, we only need to draw. And that sometimes when mm. you say that, that's I reckon in soccer, that's one of the worst phrases you can say. Yeah. We only need a draw uh, because that says the mindset is already on that. But a win would be outstanding. But the reality is we only need a draw. No, well, that's right. <laughs> Graham Arnold might play a nine-one-one or something like that. Just completely park no, the bus. No, uh, couldn't do that. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. They'll go and play the exact same way they did against Tunisia and France. They'll just um, lock themselves in for a, a ninety-minute battle and um, use all that Australian fighting spirit that they do have. And fingers crossed, that'll be enough to get them through to the sixteen. Well, the match that's on at the moment uh, has Germany and Spain locked at nil all, and we're nearly an hour into that match now. Germany lost their first match. Yes. So I would have thought this would have to be um, a must-win for them, although, you know, technically they could draw this and win the next and maybe make it through. But yep. uh, they haven't done much. Spain hasn't done much either. No, it's... They've had a goal disallowed, Germany, for yes. offside, so that must be said. But uh, still nil all after an hour. Mm, it's a bit of a stalemate, this one. But uh, as you said, Germany can get through a different, different route now that Costa Rica overnight beat Japan. Yes, 1-0. In a little bit of a shock. Bizarro world. Yeah. <laughs> and Morocco beat Belgium 2-0. Phenomenal. And then that caused riots. The Belgians rioted, in, uh, which caused a bit of problems. Yeah, there's a bit of angst amongst the players there. Not yeah. happy. Not yeah. happy at all. So uh, we'll have uh, more on the uh, FIFA World Cup a little bit later in the program. We've sort of tried at uh, 14 past six, uh, Zorks, to, to 
you know, if they'd won yesterday, we would have been leading with this morning. But our girls, the Brisbane Lions, mm. as Vanessa's wandering from her news booth into the studio, oh. she'll be absolutely shattered. Mm. Um, but in all honesty, Zorks, uh, you know, we were there. It was an outstanding atmosphere. The Brighton Homes Arena is superb. It's a shame that the performance from uh, the Lions didn't match the venue or the occasion. I, I'm sure they'll look back on missed opportunities yesterday, beaten by the uh, the Melbourne Demons at Brighton Homes Arena, two seven nineteen to two three fifteen. Well, if you were following the commentary on SEM, which I think most of our listeners probably would have been doing, uh, we spoke about in their big moments in games, and the Lions, I thought, controlled that especially in the first half. There was some really big chase-down tackles. There was some, uh, you know, smothers. Our goal-kicking was accurate early on. We took our opportunities, and then it just sort of changed. Melbourne's pressure late in that second quarter really started to lift by the likes of their leaders in Karen Paxman, uh, uh, Daisy Pearce, and their little young brigade in Eliza West. She really stood up, and and that just caused a little bit of panic in the Brisbane Lions uh, dugout, and you could see it on the field. It was... They played a little bit panicky. Um, they weren't able to get their game style up and going, and Craig Stasevich talks about that. Um, they couldn't get the ball on the outside, and we said if, if Brisbane were to win, they needed to do that, and Melbourne suffocated them. They suffocated them, and um, unfortunately, our, our girls just couldn't match it with them. Well, here is what Craig Stasevich had to say about the keys to the loss and what Melbourne did well. Um, probably keep it in tight. Um, you know, normally we like to get it out of congestion, and if it if it pops out, we've got some speed on the outside, and we can normally utilise that and and get get some go forward. But um, everything was just a little bit slow and sluggish today, and um, I don't know. First warm day we've played in for a while might have sapped us a little bit as well. But you would have thought that would have helped us more than the Oppo. But they, they were the ones that looked stronger um, the longer the game went. So. Um, no, we're, we're playing a very good opposition who are very disciplined about their style of defence and that's and all power to them. So I um, thought, thought we came up against a, a very tough, tough match-up today. Fair assessment from a losing coach. If you're watching that game without a scoreboard, um, you would say Melbourne was the better side. Yeah. yeah. On the, on, I, well, I thought so. I mean, they just looked like they yeah. were more confident. They were moving the ball around a bit better than Brisbane at times. I just thought Brisbane was very scrappy. Their skills weren't up to, not that I'm an AFL expert, Zorks, but they didn't, they weren't kicking cleanly. They weren't picking the ground ball up. They weren't getting out of those. They weren't able to get it out of those tight contests that Craig Stasevich was talking about, which they've done throughout the year. Yes, correct. So I'll give you that. Um, I thought Melbourne's ability to shut down, even when Brisbane did get out, their ability to to get on the other side of their opponent and make sure the Brisbane Lions didn't have a release kick was exceptional. Mm. And that was so uh, so noticeable from up in the stands, just how quickly Melbourne moved to get on the outside of the Brisbane. And as you said, with that, create skill errors. Um, and, and it played into Melbourne's hands. They were, they were fantastic. I'll give you Melbourne just better. Okay. Just. I reckon That's all they had to be. Two and a half That's all quarters they had to, be. to Melbourne, one and a half to the Lions. That's all they had to be. We'll get Vanessa's thoughts very shortly. She's very morose here today. It is 18 past six. Your claim lawyers. Maximising compensation claims for injured people. Traffic and weather. Together. SENQ. 693 AM. 
There's been an accident at Gaythorne this morning on Samford Road. It has now cleared inbound, but delays do continue. There's also been a single vehicle accident on Inogra Road at Newmarket. At Brisbane Airport, there's a broken down car southbound at the Gateway Motorway and traffic building on the Bruce Highway at North Lakes and the Pacific Highway at Slacks Creek. Today's forecast showers with a possible thunderstorm atop of 32 today. Much the same tomorrow with showers and a possible storm. Right now, it's 23 degrees. So we had to get the traffic and weather out of the way first, yes. which was bright and bubbly <laughs> and all up. And so, you know, now we can bring it down a bit. Oh, How are you? Oh, not good. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's such a disappointment. There is a positive, though. What? No tattoo not required. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm get to wait another year for the tattoo, uh, for the first premiership uh, to happen to get the tattoo. But, yeah, look, wasn't it a shame yesterday? I mean, that first quarter was so promising and they showed so much spark, but then it was just such unlion like for the rest of the game. And just we talk about the avenues to goal and all those options on the forward line. And, you know, you just see it. Oh, it's starting to go towards the forward 50. Now back the other way. It just, you know, very frustrating for the girls. But uh, it's footy, isn't it? I mean, but as a fan, you know, loved getting down to the new ground. It was good, wasn't it? It it was was a vibe. Like it was happening down there. I actually love the feel of sitting on the grass, sitting on those hills, putting Mm. down your picnic rug and having a bit of a picnic. And I just thought the atmosphere was amazing. The fans just turned up and, and were very vocal. Love the new facility, yeah. but um, you know. You know what I? You know, I nearly sent you a text, Zorks, as I was mm. leaving. One thing we didn't notice in our commentary box as I left the smells around the ground, all the the food vans and oh, all that sort of yeah. stuff. There were, I mean, that added to it as well. It was almost like being at the Ecker. Yeah, well, it, well, actually, I saw yep. some clowns. There was did the you? clowns yeah. there that you could put yeah. ping pong balls in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was some. Fr- we did like a free uh, handball thing and got a prize, and they had popcorn okay. and yeah. you know. So they did have a, a bit of stuff going on, which Can't was lovely it. for the fans. It was. It yeah. was terrific. Just to shame the result didn't yes, go the way exactly. That, uh, we wanted, but you know, Craig Starcevich, full credit to him, the way he spoke after the match, to paying credit and, and credit yeah. to the Lions. They put yeah. out a. Uh, a media release yesterday, Jess Whitby and the, and the Lions, and they paid tribute to Melbourne. They said congratulations to Melbourne on winning the. the no, yeah. I've never seen clubs do that uh, before in in sport um, to send out a press release congratulating the opposition when they win a grand final. It was so nice. well done to the oh, Lions. We're a great club. Yeah, we're well a great, great club, <laughs> yeah. Mark. We're going to take a break here. Breakfast with Pat and Heels. No Pat, no Heels today. Patty's not feeling one hundred percent. Heels on his way back from New Zealand. So it's Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorko on this Monday morning on SEN six nine three AM. It is 22 past six. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. No Pat or Heels this morning. Paddy not 100%. Heels on his way back from New Zealand. So Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorko on this Monday morning at 27 past six. Spain has scored in their World Cup match against Germany. So yep. Germany could be uh, on their way out. What have we got? 70 minutes gone. So there's 20 minutes plus three days of extra time they seem to be adding on <laughs> in all these games. But uh, So there's still time for Germany, but they're just not playing well enough. No, they're not. And if they lose, as you said, I think they might be gone. Uh, given the fact that Costa Rica won mm. this morning, Japan's already won. Uh, goal difference might come into might calculation come into it, yeah. in this group. So we'll have a look after the match and see what happens to them. But um, 
draft week this week, Zorks. It is. In the AFL. Now, you have been talking about um, the two young blokes that the Lions potentially drafting uh, under the father and son rule. Yep. Uh, Ashcroft and Fletcher. Yep. Now, you've been very bullish about their abilities. Um, and I read today on the Fox Sports website, the headline, Brisbane will soon pick one of the most professional AFL draft stars ever seen. Mm. And they're talking about Will Ashcroft. Um, there seems to be a lot of hype around a young man. Uh, I know he comes from really good stock in terms of his father keeping his feet on the ground, mm-hmm. but that's a lot of pressure for a young bloke, isn't it, with everyone talking him up before he's played one AFL game? Be like water for ducks back to him. Really? Yep. Wouldn't even, probably wouldn't even read it. Oh, he might, he might read it, but would not affect him the absolute slightest. He's got a very, very good head on his shoulders. He's very strong-minded. Um, and he knows that his business is about to start. Yeah, he's been a fantastic junior. He's done everything he possibly can uh, last year in his age group in the under-18s in the TAC Cup. But he knows what he wants, and he wants to be the best AFL player ever, I reckon. Yeah. Um, he's ultra-professional, as you just uh, mentioned there. He has just got the makings of some sort of superstar. So, um, as I said, he trained with us last preseason. He was phenomenal. I thought he could have played last year for us if he was old enough. Probably would have. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're getting an absolute gem in, in Will Ashcroft. And oh, I can't speak highly enough of him, but I know. Well, yeah, I can only talk on what I've seen. Yeah, and, and you've been consistent on that. Yeah, special. You've been consistent on that. And um, and I just saw, when I saw that headline, I thought, geez, that's a lot of pressure on a young kid. Um, because, you know, how old is he? 18, 19? Yep. Yeah. 18. Yep. Yeah. So, and it is, but they, they do that a lot now as well. I, th- I think the, the hype and the, the media around the, uh, the draft and, and everything like that is just so big now. They really do want to make it like the NFL draft and talk up their players. Yeah. And, um, so that's, it's not foreign to them. They sort of know that that's the procedure that they're going to undertake. So, um, Physically good, big enough? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Because that's, that's one of the keys, isn't it? To be yep. able to have the body to play AFL. Yeah, he's about 180-odd centimetres. Uh, already got some really strong muscle. So for um, us old bloke, that's six feet, yeah. Yep. Just on, yep. Yeah, just under six feet, maybe. Uh, solid. Really thick in the uh, in the legs and the and, and the booty, Mark. Yep. Uh, so he's, um Yeah. He looks like he's going to be ready to come in and play okay. straight away. Yep. Okay, good stuff. It is half past six. It's time for... Stump Heels on SENQ. Oh, Spain just missed the golden opportunity to make it 2-0. They're no, still Germany. on the... Germany. Germany. Well, sorry, it was Germany. Germany to make it one all. Oh. And somehow they didn't. So it remains 1-0 to Spain against Germany. I just looked up at the last minute and saw the ball ricocheting away. Um, now, Heels has won the year, courtesy of your great get of Stefan Martin on Friday. Yes. And there's no truth to the rumour. That's why Pat's not here today, because he spat <laughs> the dummy out. But we are going to continue Stump Heels for the next couple of weeks uh, until the boys' final show on December 9th. Speaking of which, that's your opportunity to have breakfast with us on the roof. We'll talk about that very shortly. Mm-hmm. Here's your question today. I'm going away from AFL. Nice. All right. Against, and it's an easy one. Against which country has Australia never lost or drawn a men's test cricket match? Against which country has Australia never lost or drawn a men's test cricket match? I'll give you time to think about it. 
Heels has already won the year, but he'd like to finish with, uh, you know, three straight weak wins. Mm-hmm. All right. So against which country has Australia never lost or drawn a men's test cricket match? Answer after the news with Vanessa at 29 to 7. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. It is 26 minutes to seven. Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorko for Patton Heels. Pat not 100% today and Heels is on his way back from New Zealand. Now, before the news with Vanessa, we were doing Stump Heels. Still 1-0 to Spain over Germany in the World Cup. We're in the 77th minute. Germany under the pump. But they are on the attack. Looks like Spain has parked the bus. Uh, Stump Heels, the question today for you to go up 1-0 or maybe Pat to go up 1-0. Against which country has Australia never lost or drawn a men's test cricket match? I've got a couple that I feel as though it probably one of the two Zimbabwe or Afghanistan. And I am going to settle on. And sorry if I let you down here, Heels. I'm going to say Afghanistan. You went the wrong one. No! <laughs> we haven't played Afghanistan in the test. We'll oh, play them in one day. What were we doing over there a couple of years ago then? Not much. Oh, three you're kidding from three. me. Zimbabwe, three from three. So there you go. All right. I knew we it. Have, we did play the ICC 11, but that was uh, – they're not a country. And there was one sort of super test played. So there you go. Oh, sh- oh no. Well done, Patty. Now, after 47 years at seven, Paddy has decided it's time for him to scale back. He's going to leave in January, retiring, but that doesn't mean he's leaving here, us here at SEN. He will be back with Heels next year. But the last show of the year is, wow, it's Friday week. It's come around. Quick. Um, Yep, so Friday week. And we'll be hosting a breakfast on our rooftop, joined by some of the biggest names in Queensland sport. And we'd like you to join us as well for breakfast, celebrating 47 years of sport with Pat Welsh. Um, all you have to do is listen out throughout the morning. We will play uh, a tribute to Pat from one of um, our colleagues here at SEN. When you hear that, that's the time to give us a call on 13 13 55, not beforehand. So just keep an ear out for when you hear one of our colleagues paying tribute to Patty. And you could be joining us for breakfast on the rooftop here at SEN on Friday week. Good rooftop too. It's lovely. I haven't yeah. been up there, but haven't you? That's I'll what I've heard. Out. I'll take you out. No, it is great. We had a Christmas party up there last year. Yeah, right. No, the year before. Wow, time gets away. So nearly two years ago. So yeah, it was great. Great up there. So that will be sometime throughout the morning. Now, thanks to Shawl Unify, your national uniform experts for construction, healthcare, government, hospitality, corporate, retail, transport, and logistics. It's time for a sports update. Just uh, recapping those scores: Costa Rica one, Japan nil at the World Cup. Morocco two, Belgium nil. Croatia four, Canada one. And currently Spain one lead Germany nil seventy nine minutes gone. Queensland has defeated New South Wales uh, by thirty one runs under the Duckworth Lewis system in their one day match at North Sydney Oval. Max Bryant was the star. He scored eighty eight of fifty three. And Tasmania defeated Victoria by four wickets. Uh, the Breakers smashed the Brisbane Bullets one hundred and sixteen to seventy nine. And mm. over the weekend or Friday after we came. Off air, Zorks, um, news through that the Bullets had sacked James Duncan, their coach, who we had on the show quite uh, regularly. He was a lovely guy. But anyway, uh, that's the, the way severity of sport, isn't it? Uh, that's right. It's Unfortunately, most, actually all sports rely on a win-loss record. Um, and if you're not getting the results in that column, unfortunately, mm. change needs to be made. And I... Uh, 
that's just the way it, it fell for him. However, um, Sammy McKinnon's taken over and yep, they got lapped. Yesterday. Hasn't started that well either. The bullet, well, the, the breakers are second on the table, but 116 to 79. And Canada has defeated Australia in the Davis Cup final, two rubbers to nil, so yep. they won both their singles. So Canada, for the first time in the history, have won the uh, Davis Cup. Australia. Wait another year to try and break that 19-year drought. Mm. So um, we'll see what happens there. So that is the sports update. Thanks to Shaw Unify, your national uniform experts. Thanks for the text, Cuzzy Bro. Um, the Wallabies, what about their win? Down by 21, 23 minutes left. An almighty comeback in front of 80,000 to win 39-34 to end the tour on a positive. Unbelievable. It was extraordinary. Unbelievable. Yeah. I- Genuinely blown away when I saw the score when I woke up in the morning and then watched the little mini and courageous comeback. Absolutely courageous and, and good on them and to end that tour with a win. Uh, just what they needed. Just what they needed. Percy says for you, Zorks, yeah. um, that uh, did you know that there are 11 <laughs> Spurs players playing for their respective countries at the World Cup at the moment? I think there might have been more, but I haven't counted oh. them all. I lost count. I, I mean, I had to rattle off a few of them the other day, and I did lost count. The goal of the tournament, Richarlison yeah. scored that. He spurs for Brazil the other day. That won't be beaten. 11 too many, Percy. Yeah. Shame he can't do that for the spurs. Well, <laughs> he hasn't had the opportunity yet. So he will. He will. But, uh, yeah, so there's quite a few. Good on your purse. And Murray, uh, thank you for your text for Dane. While high scores are not the be-all and end-all of the AFLW, a lack of goals is a concern re-entertainment value. Thoughts? Certainly not in yesterday's game. I thought, although it was only a four-goal game, the contest itself, especially being there live, I mean, I'm not sure what it looked like on TV, but the physicality and uh, the play from both sides was, I actually found it quite entertaining. Um, Maybe in other games that have gone past, maybe when it's four goals and the opposition doesn't actually score at all, but this was an extremely close, tight contest and, uh, for mine, probably one of the AFLW games of the year, um, especially in season seven. I thought it was uh, quite entertaining from that aspect. And it was a grand final. You don't want it to be an absolute blowout like we saw in the AFL earlier this year. We want it, You want it to be tight. You want it to be close. And okay, the goals went on the board. But if I was, well, I was there at the ground, it was, um, I thought it was a, a really good spectacle. And I think the the status of the match plays a role as well. I think the Absolutely. the desperation there because yep. it was a grand final. If that was round three, potentially, yeah. and you're up for four points or whatever it may be, yes, um, Murray, you could potentially argue that, and you'd mm. say we want to see a little bit, a few more goals. But uh, speaking of goals, Zorks, they're in Germany. They're in. Not sure who scored it yet, but well, can't, it's not a Spurs play because I don't think we have anyone playing for Germany. <laughs> they've, but, equalized. Uh, one all. they've equalized. Yeah, one all. So that's that's a huge. Big moment. Massive. 70-odd minutes gone in that match. So, yeah, Germany won, Spain won. They oh. keep their hopes alive. It was a pretty good goal as well. And if you want to hear that, you can download the SEN app yep. and listen on Fnatic at the moment. So we're broadcasting that match on Fnatic. Um, so Germany won, Spain won. And thank you for your text. We better take a break here on Breakfast with Pat Neils at 19.7. Other side of the break, we're going to talk some racing with Chris Nelson. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made.
It is 13 to 7. Paddy not feeling 100% today, but he will be back tomorrow. And Heels will be back from his trip to New Zealand. So it's Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorko. One all, Spain and Germany in the World Cup. And don't forget to keep listening for one of our colleagues on SEN to pay tribute to Paddy Welsh because that will be your cue to call to join us for breakfast on the rooftop here at SEN. Celebrating 47 years of sport with Pat Welsh Breakfast. Now, Queensland is your place to race this summer. One man that will also be at the breakfast never says no to a free feed. Chris Nelson, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Mark. Good morning, Zorks. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be good fun. That's good. And Zorks was very happy with you when uh, I caught up with him at uh, an all-class Kubota function on Saturday night because one of your tips got up, did it? Uh, yeah, we had a good weekend on the, on the tip uh, on a Friday night. I was keen on one. and uh, You even wrote that on the Saturday, whiteboard here, good. didn't you? I did. I put myself under pressure and I thought, well, if that tip <laughs> loses, that will be still on the whiteboard uh, when I get in the office this Friday. But if it wins, it'll disappear pretty quickly. No, you've had a, fan, you've had a fantastic weekend there, Chris. So what, was your, uh, what was your ride for the weekend? Who was, who was the best? Uh, who stood out for you? Well, I think Andrew Mellion on Mimi Lagarde rode, uh, rode an absolute treat there. He was on a, a mare that uh, gets back and look, the races that day, it looked like it was hard to make ground, but he managed to uh, have her travelling beautifully on the fence, probably about four or five lengths off the lead. Then he worked his way off the uh, inside to the outside and she, as you would have seen, Zork, she round them up and she came away to score, which is her first win for some time. But she just needed that good track and a bit of luck and she got that in a really good ride. Yeah, well, you had some uh, very happy punters at the uh, Gold Coast Turf Club celebrating in the 4X tent. There's no doubt about that. They were going absolutely bananas. So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we also, actually, Kubota at our all-class event on Saturday night, uh, one of the owners there, Dave, he, he was actually on Charlie's case as well at the Sunny Coast the night before as well. Yeah, it was a good couple of days. I just hope we can keep that going. But looking at the weather forecast this week, guys, we might uh, have a bit of trouble doing that as it might uh, be a little bit wet around the middle of the week, but maybe not as much as we originally thought looking at the forecast this morning. So we will see what happens, but we do have a, um, a big day Saturday. And look, we've got two race fields that are already out at Doombin, and they are the Country Cups Challenge and Country Stampede Finals. So those fields are already, uh, of already acceptances are done, and the fields are out, etc. So it gives you plenty of time to go through that form for those country races, which are very, very difficult affairs. We've got a Group 3, George Moore, uh, that really heralds the start of the summer carnival. And the listed mode stakes, we'll see Chinny Boom again, the unbeaten filly from uh, North Queensland or Central Queensland. And win, lose or draw, this will be her last run before going for a break. What uh, were your overall thoughts of the Gold Coast on Saturday, Chris? Well, I thought early on, Mark, it was uh, sort of leader's paradise, but maybe those races were run pretty softly in front. And when that happens, uh, as we're speaking to Sammy Highland there on Saturday afternoon, the jockeys all think that way, and then they all start pushing on and trying to lead, and it sets it up for something for the back. So, look, we may have had a pretty fair track in the end. Uh, Jim Byrne rode a double uh, the last two races. Malaya Castle, who we've had on a couple of the shows, Mark, you'd probably remember. Yep. Uh, she's a young apprentice, a young mum and an apprentice. She rode her first Metro winner, uh, RNT, in race number five. We saw a steady ready come back. Uh, from the Madison's and Tony Sears oh, camp with the first race. It's a weapon. Yeah, an absolute weapon. It's a that weapon. A big, Steady, big ready. Win. Put that in your black book, Zorks. Mm. All right? Yeah. This is from me, so it's is that... this is gold. Yeah, so right. steady, ready <laughs> is a weapon. Now I'm taking tips from Mark Braver. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, Maddie, Maddie Sears on, is yeah. the one that she called it a weapon. Mm. Uh, steady, ready. Yeah, so yeah, she'll be a dollar ten, won't it, boys? Yeah. No? Well, yeah, it's that good, yeah.
Anyway, sorry, well, it was Chris. A that's all right. It was a dollar seventy-five on Saturday and absolutely bolted in by four, uh, or almost four and a half lengths. Uh, we saw Mighty, the two-year-old for Tony Gollan, make her debut, a half-sister to Isotope in race two, and she just got in. Uh, Emerald Kingdom won the recognition, which was the highlight uh, or the main race of the day, uh, beating Holyfield, the short price favourite, just hanging on to win by uh, a pimple there for Desley Forster I, I reckon and Jimmy you, Burns. So. I reckon you had the Quinella in that race too, Chris O. I did. I, uh, I, was, I was keen Holyfield, but I did say to as many people as I could that yeah. Emerald Kingdom will take a heck of running down, and it was a, a good exact to Quinella. So there you go, Zorks. He's had there a weekend. And a bit, well, a weekend. speaking of a weekend or a big summer, um, Godolphin, because the Winterbottom was on on Saturday, yep. wasn't it, in Perth? And Godolphin again, the Godolphin Blue. You see that race? Paul Ailey came from last on the home turn and uh, somehow got right down the outside and arrived in the in the last bound. Of course, they had the favourite in the race that was scratched in the morning due to pulling up lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and didn't matter. They still got the main prize with uh, with Paul Ailey running down uh, those leaders. Rothfire wasn't far away. Looked to have every chance. I'm sure that, uh, well, I'd say, I don't know for sure, but I'd say he'll be coming back home now for a break. Good on you, mate. Thank you for that. We'll chat again on Wednesday. Look forward to it, guys. Have a good day. Good on you, mate. Chris Nelson there. The Queensland Summer Racing Carnival takes centre stage once again this week. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. So we've got six minutes of added time, and there's four minutes gone of that six minutes, and it's Spain and Germany locked at one all at the World Cup. We'll take a break here on Breakfast with Patton Hills. Patty away, crook today. Hills on his way back from New Zealand. So Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorko. Don't forget, after 8 o'clock, Ben Davis will be joining us. It's 8 away from 7. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Two and a half away from seven o'clock. Mark Braybrook and Zane Zorko for Pat Neils. Patty not 100%. He'll be back tomorrow as Heels will be from New Zealand. Don't forget, keep listening throughout the morning because we will be playing a tribute to Pat from one of our colleagues at SEN. When you hear that, jump on the phones. 13 13 55 is the Brighton Homes open line. Um, and you could be joining us on the rooftop for breakfast on December 9. So keep listening for that. One all was the final score, Spain and Germany at the World Cup. So that means in Group E, Zorks, mm-hmm. they've all played two matches. Yep. Spain on four points with a goal difference of seven. Japan on three with a zero uh, goal difference. Costa Rica on three with minus six. So that's almost like a loss for them, really. In trouble. And Germany on one point with minus one. So we have Germany playing Costa Rica and Spain playing Japan. Now, Germany must win. Simple as that. Um, a draw yep. is no good. They must win. That will take them to four, and they have to hope that um, that Spain beat Japan. Japan, yes. Uh, because their four and against goal difference will be better, Spain, if they finished on four with Germany. So they hope that Spain beat Japan, and they will squeak in by the skin of their teeth. That's a nice, interesting group, that one. Yeah. That's, every game has ramifications there, which is probably what you want. We'll update the, um, the World Cup after the news, which is coming up very shortly with Vanessa. So one all, Spain and Germany. In the final match that's played this morning, so we'll go through all the results of those matches and look ahead to uh, tomorrow as well. Some interesting matches coming up tomorrow. Just a, I thought I'd do a, a little... Mm. It's sort of tradition for our On This Day in Sport. Just one today. Righto. Sir Donald Bradman always oh. does something on a, any particular day throughout <laughs> the year. Day. In 1931, he scored 226 in the first test against South Africa. It was the first test of the series.
played at the Gabba. So Sir Donald, as normal, particularly in summer or at the time when there might be an Ashes tour in the middle of winter, is involved there on this day in sport. Unbelievable. 226 against South Africa at the Gabba. We'll take a break here for the news with Vanessa. Other side of the news, we'll come back and look at the World Cup. We'll also speak to Matty Guide about the Australian PJ and the Wynnum Pro-Am is on today as well. He's playing in that. But news is next here on SENQ 6.93am. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Hatton Hills on SENQ 693, Queensland made. Very good morning, everybody. Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorko for Patton Hills. Patty not 100% today, but it will be back tomorrow. And Hills is only way, way back from New Zealand. Can you imagine the stories he's going to have from oh. that SEN junket? I think um, Sats was on it. Uh, Jared Whateley was on it. Hutchie was on it. They went to Queenstown, I think. Mm. What have we got? Two weeks after the show? Nine days left, yeah, uh, after today. He might yeah. need half an extra as well to get through. I wonder what he'll look like when he gets back, oh. How whether or not he's overindulged in any way and what it'll be like tomorrow morning. He's texted me nearly every day wanting to keep up with what you're doing on the show. He oh. might be a little bit nervous about it. Is he? I don't know. Mm. 13, 13 is the Brighton Homes open line, or you can send us a text 0467 736 736. Don't forget to keep listening out for uh, one of our colleagues from SEN paying tribute to Paddy because um, if you're the first caller through on that Brighton Homes open line, 13, 13 you will be joining us on the rooftop here on December 9, Friday, December 9. It's Patton Hill's final show of the year, not the breakfast show's final show because I'll be back for two weeks with the best of uh, Patton Hills up until December 23 when I'll be disappearing as well. And I, I must say, mm. after a long year of footy and, and all that sort of stuff, I, I am looking forward to it a little bit, Zorks. A little to, bit of a break. To head off and do some fishing and spend some time with the family. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. So. Heading down south? Heading down to the central coast of New South Wales. Beautiful. Yeah. So get the kayaks out, get the rods out and... Um, I've been watching some videos about uh, how to catch some more flathead because I've been struggling of late. So mm-hmm. Any golf? Watching. I might. I don't know. I normally play with a golf. A mate of mine down there um, mm-hmm. at a lovely course um, on the Central Coast. But don't know. We're only there for two weeks this time. So okay. um, we'll see. Because Christmas takes up a few days and that yeah. with family and then yep. uh, New Year's, etc. So yeah. anyway, that gets us away from December 9. So keep listening for one of our colleagues here. On SEN to pay tribute to Pat, you can jump on the Brighton Homes open line 13 13 55. And Brighton Homes have done a wonderful job building that uh, arena out oh, at um, Springfield. And Springers was going off Spring. yesterday. Didn't go off as much as we were hoping, but Springers did go off yesterday. That was a good room. What a performance. I was going to ask you, I'd left uh, when oh. I was sitting on the train oh. waiting to go because I only did the pregame show with you and I thought I'll get home and listen and, and watch it. Uh, and I saw the fireworks going off, which Scott Sattler would not have been happy about. He's not a fan of daytime fireworks sets. Does not like daytime fireworks. Well, oh, impressive. The fireworks or oh, Delta? Both. Yeah. Stunning. What a performance. Oh, unreal. Unreal. Yep. So loud. And I mean, we were, you saw our position yeah. in the commentary box. Like we were so close and wow, what a performance. Absolutely had the place rocking. Uh, I like the fire, the fireworks. They had streamers going off everywhere. Streamers. Yeah, oh. those things, they shoot out like a cannon. Okay, yeah, yeah. For those listening, yep. you know, the shooter things. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, unbelievable performance. 
the AFLW did a fantastic job in the AFL of putting it on, getting uh, Cody Simpson and Delta down there. Uh, what a grand opening! What an Natalie and Bruley have performed. She was there inside, inside doing to the the hobnobs. What? What a cast! I know. I know. They so, did it extremely well, and uh, she wasn't on the train with me leaving. No, uh, Natalie, no, 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 no. she must have got other transport. Yeah. <laughs> she watched the game. She stayed. She uh, stayed on. Yeah, fantastic day. And although we didn't get the results, it was um, great to to open the facility. And and what an amazing uh, facility it is out there at Brighton Homes Arena. It was. Now, thanks to Kraken, trusted by 9 million crypto customers worldwide, kraken.com. Let's have a look at the World Cup in Australia. The destiny of their World Cup campaign is in their own hands, taking on Denmark on Thursday morning at 1am after a win over Tunisia. One goal to nil on Saturday night. It was an outstanding performance, a performance that was... Much needed after, I suppose, the flatness of the 4-1 loss to France after we led 1-0. But Graham Arnold spoke about uh, the mindset that's required for his side moving forward to this game against Denmark. Nothing will change for us. We will focus on ourselves and focus on uh, making sure that we get ourselves right. uh, And that's what I said to the boys when I got them in a circle after the game is I'm very proud, but we've achieved nothing. At this moment, yes, obviously we can talk after about, you know, one win and uh, it hasn't been done for 12 years and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm here and we're here to go as far as we can go. So that one game is done and I don't want any emotion from the players. I don't want them sitting up all night watching social, uh, looking at social media and all that stuff. It's about <clears throat> getting uh, sleeping well, recover well and get the mindset ready for Denmark. Is that easier said than done after such a big win and an and historic win, you know, clean, clean sheet first time since 74 and all that sort of stuff? Absolutely. That's hard for players not to then go online and look at social media. I mean, they've just, they've done something that hasn't been done. Well, one, they hadn't won in 12 years at the mm. World Cup. They've just done that. A clean sheet in over 50 years. I mean, it'd be very, very hard for a player, especially with our younger generation, Mark, to not jump online and see what... But do you, start to, do you start building that mindset before the competition starts? The fact that if we want to get through to where we want to be at the first stage, round mm. of 16, we have to win games. And if yep. we win a game, it's, that's not the be-all and end-all. That's, that's just one step. Is that what you start building before now? I'll tell you what the beauty about it is. is with a World Cup, you, as we spoke about earlier, you play three games in one week, really. Eight yep. days, probably. Yep. So you don't really have time to go on and admire your good work and, uh, you know, get pats on the back from everyone. You might ring your family and say, what do you reckon? But other than that, you'd like to think that it is, they have moved on. They're starting preparing for Denmark now because, look, there's a carrot at the end of it there for them now. Yeah. Coming off that France loss, it was like, oh, righto. Makes our road tough. But now they've won, which we thought they probably could do. That carrot's bigger now and they've got an opportunity to make – the last 16 of a World Cup, and then you don't know what happens when you get to these We don't know who you're going to play. And, yeah. oh. So, you know, what I'm from an outsider looking in at this uh, Socceroos camp, I'm seeing um, Graham Arnold instill a lot of faith and a lot of belief and a lot of trust that the players are going to go and do the right thing and are really backing him in. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? They might not have done that, and they might have just moved on and, and got on with it and started focusing on Denmark because – 
for some of them, it's going to be the biggest game of their lives. Yeah, and I suppose it's easier to to get rid of the outside or keep the outside noise outside when you are in Qatar. Yes. Um, yes. That, that would most probably help them. And the critics that uh, were there after game one, and there were plenty, and there was a lot said about the Australian performance after that loss to France, Graham Arnold had his say on the critics. They've never coached. Yep. And, to... and they've never been to a... Sorry? And, and former players? Uh, well, I, I don't. I haven't seen who was critical or anything, but they've. I think some of them have never even been to a World Cup. So I don't. You know, I don't listen to them. They have no effect on my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I agree with him. And that would flow through to the players. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. You c- with this tournament, it's as as we just said. You've got three games in eight days, nine days, whatever it is. You can't listen to the outside noise. They've come here with a plan. They've come here with a structure. They need to execute it. Whoever wants to write what they want about losses, wins, you can't as a player and as a coach and anyone in part of that group, they cannot focus on what's being written about them. At the same time, they can't now be carrying on because, oh, they won. So don't read it when it's good. Don't read it when it's bad. Stay at a happy medium. Keep your consistency levels at the same. And hopefully, you know, you're in a clearer mindset to execute when you need to. And then they also had to accept the fact that one of their best, if not their best player, Martin Boyle, mm. uh, was ruled out of the out of the tournament. And the emotional roller coaster they would have been on in the lead up to the tournament with, is he going to be fit? Are we going to keep him? He may not play against France, but are we going to keep him in the squad, etc.? And then the decision was made. Uh, that he wasn't going to be playing. The players have to get used to that as well. Yeah. And Graham Arnold did speak about Martin Boyle. We've moved him into the staff now as uh, OVM, official vibe manager, to keep all the boys up because he's just one of the most fantastic blokes you'll ever meet in your life. And uh, even though he's got that injury, <clears throat> the most important thing for him is the rest of the boys. And uh, there was no way he wanted to go home. And no way I wanted to send him home. He wants to stay, support, and be part of it. And he <clears throat> he deserves it more than anyone for what he did through the qualifying campaign. OVM. Now, I love it. And I think there is definitely a position in sport going forward for an OVM, an official vibe manager. I just think they're so important. I mean, for us, Mitch Robinson was that sort of guy. He's a guy when you can feel the group is low or things aren't going the right way, he's got a certain personality that can just flick a switch and create an unbelievable environment for players to want to come and play. And clearly, you're seeing this with Martin Boyle at the moment. And, you know, after that loss against France, he would have been the first guy in there going, don't worry about it, let's go, righto, on to Tunisia, let's go. He would have done funny things around the change rooms. and It, keep, it would keep it lighthearted, keep it funny. There's obviously a serious element to it all. But I think an OVM, and I love the way Graham Arnold's phrased it, it is so important in today's sport purely because of what we spoke about, the, the critics and the, the media having their say, um, everyone chiming in on, their, on everyone's performance, whether they win or lose. An official vibe manager has the, has, has the license to just do whatever he wants inside the camp, and people listen to him. I love it. I think it's great. It's all about the vibe. It is all, it's about, all about, it. about the vibe. So, yeah, I, I thought it was terrific as well. And then, of course, the reaction back home has been extraordinary as well. Those mm-hmm. scenes of a particular, I suppose, down at Federation Square yes. in Melbourne more than anywhere. I know. It's just <laughs> extraordinary. And, and Graham Arnold did speak about the fans. Yeah, but uh, the fans back at home, 
you know, it's a moment they'll remember for the rest of their lives and I uh, just want them to enjoy. And that's what uh, I said to the boys before the game. You know, let's put a smile on the nation's face. You know, there's one team, and I've said this many times, one or two teams that, you know, bring the nation together, and that is the Socceroos and the Matildas. And uh, when the Socceroos play at World Cups, AFL fans, rugby league fans, they all become cricket fans, they all become football fans. And uh, I can imagine the celebrations that are going home, especially uh, at home, sorry, especially with it on primetime TV at 9 o'clock, kick-off to 11. I think uh, there'll be a few hangovers in the morning. I'm sure there were, and I'm sure there will be plenty of people uh, getting up to, to tune in to uh, the coverage mm. here on SEN on Thursday morning from 1 yep. o'clock of that game between Australia and Denmark, and uh, the pitches uh, hopefully will be as similar. Um, encouraging as we saw on the weekend. Now, Matt Ryan, we mentioned, or Matt Ju- Mitch Duke, we'll start with him first of yep. all because he was the one that scored the goal. And there was a bit of a celebration. He put his finger, which soccer players tend to do, and they do spend a bit of time on their celebration. This is what Mitch Duke had to say about his goal celebration on Saturday night. I actually was messaging some of my family saying that I was going to score today and I told my son that I was going to be able to share this moment with him and get that celebration and uh, the gesture was a letter J for the first letter of his name and uh, I haven't seen it yet but apparently he did it back to me from the stadium which was a really special moment that I'm going to treasure for the rest of my life. Amazing. How good, Oh, I just think that's awesome. The fact that these players get to share these moments with their kids is stuff that they're always going to remember, their kids are always going to remember. I mean, it's show and tell material, that isn't it? I mean, how good is that? So, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I just absolutely love it. And, um, yeah, I'm glad they got the vision of it so Mitch can remember it forever. Mitch, uh, Matt Ryan, uh, clean sheet, first time since 1974. Mm. Long time, isn't it? It is. I know we only have it every four years, but still, and this is only the, we've had six straight, or we've had five straight World Cup appearances. We've only been in six. So, I mean, there was a bit of a gap between 74 and when we qualified again. (laughs) But having said that, a clean sheet is a clean sheet. A stat is a stat. And a record is a record. Here's what Matt Ryan thought about keeping that clean sheet. A moment of sort of a dream come true, you know, being a goalkeeper growing up, you know, you, you, you dream of, um, you know, playing in the best tournaments, World Cups, keeping clean sheets, winning games, and, you know, I don't even think for myself, but collectively as a group, you know, um, it's probably a sort of pinch yourself sort of moment, you know, because we've been able to achieve that today. Um, but like I said, in, in saying that, you know, we're, we're very motivated, we're, we're very hungry for more. And But nah, you know, this is, this is what we want. And um, yeah, we'll enjoy this, like I said, but um, yeah, we're already focused for, you know, the last game and, and wanting to, to pass through the group stage. Even with his voice and his tone there, it's a real business-like yeah. approach. I was about to, to say, they're saying the right things and they're saying it in the right way. It's just, they yeah. look like they're extremely well-drilled. They know exactly what they want and they're not going to let anything get in their way. So today, Costa Rica won Japan nil, Morocco two, Belgium nil, and the Belgians uh, not happy. rioted. They had to use tear gas and water cannons to control them in Qatar. Uh, Croatia four, Canada one, and Spain won, Germany one. Tonight at 8 o'clock, Cameroon take on Serbia. At 11 o'clock, South Korea and Ghana. 2 o'clock tomorrow morning, Brazil and Switzerland. And at 5 o'clock, Portugal and Uruguay. You'll hear all those matches on SEN. Download the SEN app. And on the Fanatic, you'll be able to follow the World Cup. Trade crypto with one of the world's most secure exchanges. Get in the game. Kraken, K-R-A-K-E-N, kraken.com. 18 past seven. 
Your Claim Lawyers. Maximising compensation claims for injured people. Traffic and weather. Together. SENQ. 6.93am. At Morayfield this morning, there's been a crash citybound at Morayfield Road. Expect delays through there. Apart from that, just some very heavy conditions. South Pine Road at Everton Park, there's delays on the Ipswich Motorway at Darra, the Centenary Highway at Carroll Park, the Pacific Motorway through Woolloongabba and Gympie Road at Castledine. Today's forecast, showers with a possible thunderstorm, a top of 32 degrees for Brisbane. A shower or two and possible storm again tomorrow. Right now, it's 24 degrees. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Yeah, no Paddy today. He is uh, not feeling 100% and Heels will be back tomorrow. So Mark Braybrook and Dane Zorko on this Monday morning. And Paddy would have been upset too today because he was on his way out to Wynnum to the yes. Barton's big Wynnum Pro-Am, which Barton's one of our great uh, sponsors here at SENQ. Um, Bricks, uh, Bricks, <laughs> Beatsy uh, and the team uh, sponsor the Wynnum program every year. And one man who's playing in that today and has been keeping an eye, obviously, over the magnificent performance of Cameron Smith over the weekend is the training professional at Gales, my club, and play on the championship fairways at Gales Golf Club, as this man does. Matt Guide, good morning to you, mate. Are you all ready for the program today? <laughs> well, it sounds like I'm a bit more ready than Paddy Welsh is. Yeah, he's not 100%, you know, mate. Yeah. Oh, the poor fella. So, um, mate, good morning, gents. Uh, yeah, looking forward to the day. It's the same sort of forecast as yesterday afternoon at the PGA saw, though, unfortunately. So let's hope the storms stay away this afternoon and we get a, an awesome day for, as you said, Bartons and the crew out there at Wynnum. who always put on an amazing day. And, yeah, I'm very fortunate to get a last-minute last call-up to go and play for the 100 grand, which is awesome. What's the preparation like, Matt? Like, you wake up this morning, what time are you off? Take our listeners through what that looks like for you today. <laughs> Well, Dane, the uh, the preparation for me these days in playing tournaments is a lot different to how it used to be and certainly a lot different to how the boys went uh, in regards to the week uh, that has just been and obviously the week ahead for a lot of those guys, a lot of them heading south now down to Melbourne for the Australian Open. But, yeah, for me, up early, um, being a dad at home, up early, getting a couple of kids ready for school, um, just the normal chores, have some breakfast. I'm actually off to the dentist to get some work done before oh. I head out to win them. So, oh. so how's that for a preparation? So uh, yeah, I've got a hole-in-one tooth, and hopefully I get a hole-in-one on the course of the afternoon. <laughs> oh, oh. Just, uh, that was special. Now, uh, I, asked the, <laughs> I asked the question earlier today, uh, Matt. I, I haven't seen scenes that we saw at RQ over the weekend and, and Friday and, and even Thursday with Scott and Smith, uh, Thursday and Friday pair together. I don't think I've seen scenes like that, particularly on a Queensland course, but I think on an Australian course since the heyday of Greg Norman. It was extraordinary over the weekend, the crowds lining the fairways at RQ. Yeah, I, I would probably agree. I think uh, when Scotty came home having won the, the Masters um, and, and played the PGA on the Gold Coast at Royal Pines, it was, it was big. Um, I remember being in that field and thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't seen this many people on a at an Australian event for a long time. Um, and certainly I remember watching Norman play at Royal Queensland uh, back in the day, might have been the ANZ Players Championship or something like that. And I remember, um, you know, standing holes ahead. You know, you had to go holes ahead to be able to get a glimpse of Norman and um, line the ropes. And, you know, that's what we saw yesterday, which was amazing to see for Australian golf. And, you know, it's so exciting. And not only that, but have Cam go on and win it, I think, from a, 
an organizer's perspective and Brisbane perspective to now have him as a defending champ uh, to potentially come back next year and play to defend. I think the, the organizers are salivating at that prospect and, you know, it's just going to be amazing for the tournament next year too. But you know, what scenes it was, it was awesome, wasn't it? And they stuck around through the, through the yeah, weather storm yeah. too, which was, which was awesome. And that's kind of shows the caliber of, you know, he's probably one of the most, um, likable sports stars in Australia at the moment. I think I said that yesterday when he won, I said, I said, I think, you know, he's, he's up there as far as one of the most likable Australian sports stars that we've got at the moment, uh, which is pretty cool. Very cool. Matty, what's COVID has been a horrible thing, but for some reason in the golfing world, it is just, it is just boomed since COVID has been around and you're seeing golf clubs fly out. You're seeing participation levels at your clubs go up. What sort of impact has it had? Do you reckon on uh, on golf in Australia? Yeah, Dan, you're spot on. I think it's um, we were lucky, and certainly lucky up here in in Queensland because we never had a break from from golf. Really, I think when COVID very first hit, we had a small closure of clubs, and then uh, they reopened very very quickly, um, and so we lost no time. And because of what COVID was and, and being stuck in your house and, 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 you know, stuck in your workplace or whatever and then starting to work from home um, where golf was an avenue for people to get outside and, you know, to, to get out and not just go for a walk but to get out and do something which had a bit of interest. And, and there's no doubt we saw so many people go back to golf, people who might have put the clubs in the garage and not played for years, all of a sudden digging them out just because it was something they could do, you know. And, and I remember at the time... Uh, Dane, that bike shops are got a mm. um, affiliation with bikes as well. You know, if you wanted to get your bike serviced, you were waiting months to get your bike serviced because of the same reason. You know, yep. everyone was able to go for a bike ride or able to go play golf. And so that's what happened. And, you know, the the, the PGA and, and certainly clubs around Australia have really worked hard at making sure that we continue to capture that market. So when things started to settle back down and go normal again. Um, a lot of clubs created great membership opportunities. I know that Gales has created this membership opportunity to cap- recapture those 25 to 40-year-old guys who, you know, are a bit career and family-driven through that space. So we've given them a, a membership opportunity that's a better one for them and they're not having to pay as much money. And It gives them opportunity to stay in the game rather than losing them again once COVID came along. So golf clubs across Australia have really done a great job at you know, whilst the market was being flooded with people who've never played before and also people who played and had given it away for a period of time, we've made sure we really captured it. And then you, you get guys like Cam and, you know, put so much work and time and effort into uh, off-the-course stuff to help promote the sport. It's um, It's been fantastic for the sport and it's, it's gangbusters. You know, golf companies couldn't keep up with the demand. Mm. You know, we had... Strixon was 3,000 sets of clubs in waiting for grips because there was no grips. You couldn't get grips worldwide. So, you know, it was just an incredible time and an incredible boom. And, um, you know, having guys like Cam, who are such great ambassadors, and Scotty and, you know, all the guys out there, they, they do a fantastic job these days and at understanding what it is that they want to do for the sport. And, you know, you probably saw the photos floating around yesterday of Cam with his head poking up behind a bunch of guys with Adam Scott. You know, some years ago when he was an amateur, uh, and Min, Min, Minji Lee was there, and um, some of the other guys who were playing yesterday were in that in that amateur photo with Adam Scott. So Scotty's been doing it for years, and now Cam's sort of taken the baton on, and 
and uh, you know wanting to promote golf and getting as many kids playing the sport as possible and it's it's so awesome to see and be a part of as part of the industry. Yeah, and just before I let you go, mate, uh, uh, further to that with Cam back and Adam Scott back and Leishman back and, and Minji Lee back and those big crowds that were there, it gives some of those younger Australians that have been toiling away through this COVID with the lack of tournament play, et cetera, not being able to get overseas, it gives them a taste of what is possible. And I'm sure the incentive for David Michalusi and Jake McLeod and some of these others, Nathan Barbieri, et cetera, that were playing yesterday and over the weekend, an incentive of what could be possible down the track. Oh, yeah, and it's and not only that, um, Mark, but it's just such a buzz for them. Yep. You know, like yeah. I, I imagine Zorks, you could talk about playing in front of the packed MCG crowd and, you know, it's, you know, it's something else or even a packed Gabba crowd, which they reckon is when it's, when it's buzzing and even though it's much smaller capacity, it's, it's still so loud. Awesome. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that's the experience those guys got yesterday. They, you know, they got that experience of, and even if they weren't playing with Cam, when Cam's making birdies and you're on another part of the course, you hear it, you know, and it's, I remember going to Augusta and Tiger Woods was out on the course and I was following, um, Aaron Badley around, a good friend of mine, and and I was standing with him on the putting green afterwards, and Tiger was shooting five under in the, in the afternoon on the Friday, and you could just hear the Tiger roars, and and that was what it was like yesterday for people that I've spoken to. They said you could just hear the roar when Cam did something or he made a birdie on that back nine, and it just it's just so exciting to be a part of. So for those young guys, they got a taste of it, yeah, and they want more. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And yeah. as Dane will attest, you always just want more. You want to experience that again as a sportsman and an elite sportsman. Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time, as always, and hit them well this afternoon at Wynnum. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Catch up soon. There is Matt Guy. Gales Golf Club. There's never been a better time to play. Visit galesgolf.com.au. SEM, celebrating 47 years of sport with Pat Welsh. Ah, the great Paddy Welsh. It's Vossie and Brandy here. Uh, Unbelievable stuff. I can remember watching Pat Welsh covering golf tournaments when I was a kid. But then I can remember going over to my grandfather's place and he used to talk about this Pat Welsh a lot when he was a kid. So, you know, Pat Welsh, they're saying 40... Are we sure we got it right? 47 years, whatever it is, 50, 67, 77 years in the media, 87. It's, a, it's an amazing innings. Pat Welsh, you are iconic when it comes to covering Australian sport. Uh, well done over all those decades. Brandy, you concur? Yeah, I concur, Vossi. Pat Welsh has been a, a mainstay... Uh, of, of Australian sport for so long. We'll certainly miss him on the telly, but looking forward to uh, hearing him chat on SEN. Well done, Pat. And there it is, guys. 13, 13, 55. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. No, Paddy, today not feeling 100%. Hopefully he'll be right by December 9. <laughs> for breakfast upstairs. But no, he'll be right tomorrow. He will be back uh, tomorrow, as heels will be, from his sojourn to New Zealand. Sojourn is a nice word for it. Junket may be a little bit closer <laughs> to reality. Now, we have a winner. The phones went wild again. And Corbin, congratulations, mate. You're coming to join us for breakfast. Thanks, boys. Keen for it. Excellent. Well done. What do you do for a living, mate? Mate, I um, actually service and sharpen cylinder mowers, which is what you uh, use to mow the golf courses and yeah. probably the uh, the gabba yeah. pitch as well, mate. Excellent. Yeah. Stunning. My grandfather had a cylinder mower, oh. um, and he used to take meticulous care. So did my neighbour. 
I've been in the same house for 26 years. Mm. My neighbour at the time, this is a little bit of trivia for you. Go Gr- on. Greg Ritchie, the great yep. uh, fat cat. Yep. He was fanatical, Mark Leishman-like about his grass. And oh. he had a cylinder mower too, Corbin. And he used to mow his front yard, my front yard, and the other neighbour next to me in patterns so that it looked from as you walked up the street, there was a pattern. That's how fanatical he was about his cylinder mower. That's awesome. So, yeah. and um, oh, Good. Good on you, mate. So you're going to be joining us upstairs for breakfast with Paddy and Heels on December 9, and you can bring someone along with you for that morning as well. Legend, boys. Appreciate that. Looking forward to it. Good on you, mate. Hold the line there. We'll get some more details for you, and um, we'll see you on December 9. Now, thanks to Brisbane Posts and Beams, go to brispost.com.au. A little bit of a sports update here with uh, the FIFA World Cup. Costa Rica 1, Japan 0 today. Morocco 2, Belgium 0. Croatia 4, Canada 1. Spain 0, Germany 0. In the Sheffield Shield, Queensland and New South Wales. Queensland defeated New South Wales by 31 runs under the Duckworth-Lewis system. Max Bryant made 88 off 53 while Tasmania defeated Victoria. That was 88 not out too, by the way. It's stunning. Yeah. Tasmania defeated Victoria by four wickets. Cameron Smith has won the Australian PGA by three shots. Jeff Ogilvie, he played well yesterday. Now, he's going to tweak RQ a little bit heading into the Olympic Games. So there's going to be a little bit of a redesign okay. of RQ heading into the Olympic Games. Yeah, so um, – and that will be interesting. He's not major changes, no. but just to change it a little bit heading up uh, to the Olympic Games. I like it. And the Demons defeated the Lions, 19-15, uh, 2-7-19 to 2-3-15 in the AFLW Grand Final yesterday. In the NBL, the Breakers, 116, defeated the Bullets, 79. James Duncan was uh, sacked on the weekend. Mm. Sam McKinnon was in charge over in New Zealand. Canada has defeated Australia in the Davis Cup final, the first of, uh, for Canada. Yep. Win, first time winning the Davis Cup. And Australia now has to wait into its 20th year to win the Davis Cup again. Thought they were a big chance, but uh, a very good side, Canada. So Canada winning the um, Davis Cup. The Wallabies beat Wales 39-34 after they trailed 34-13 with 20 minutes to go, as Cuzzy Bro mentioned earlier. And so a great win there for the Wallabies to end their season and their tour. And as they say, Zorks, you're only as good as your last game. Yeah, exactly right. Now, some rugby league news. Kenan Palacia wants out of the Broncos. He's asked for oh, a release. Yeah, so he wants wow. a starting spot. He wants to go back to the Gold Coast, okay. the Gold Coast boy. So the Broncos have been very good to him with a couple of knee reconstructions yeah. and all that. And he only re-signed recently uh, ago, for yeah. them. Yeah, so he's uh, wanting out of the Broncos. Uh, James Tedesco wants to extend his current two-year deal at the Roosters. The Roosters. Uh, sorry, he wants to extend his current deal, which has got two years to go, and then there's going to be a, he wants a two-year What's extension more? on that. So we're talking at 31, he wants to go through for another two years after that to say to 33. Now, I asked the question, and look, James Tedesco, an outstanding player, yeah. but you've got uh, Suali'i, um, is there, and so too um, uh, Joey Manu want to play fullback. Yeah. So there's this dilemma now for the Roosters. What do we do? Do we re-sign Tedesco? The answer is yes. He's the best player in the world. You're going to lose then Manu and Suali'i. Well, I would think. You would think. We yeah. don't know. We think. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I know they want to play one, but I mean, if your team's winning and you've got the best player in the world on your side, surely that's enough to keep you there. Yeah. I mean, it's only a couple of years. Yeah. Those guys. Well, it's going to be four now. Well, Joey Manu's got 
probably a little less than what Suali'i has to go. Yeah. However, well, mate, there's going to be clubs circling and they'll be offered big money. Huge and I don't money. know that the Roosters can keep them all either. So this this is going to throw a spanner in the works and there's going to be have mm. to be serious discussions at the club to say, righto, James Tedesco has been wonderful. He's a kangaroo captain. He's one of the best players in the world. He's one of the best players the club has had. But he's 31 in two years' time. We've got Joseph Suali'i, who will be about 22, 23. Yep. Right? He'll do us for another eight years. Can Tedesco play in the halves? No. <laughs> no. Well, Joey Manu can play in the halves. Joey Manu can, yeah, absolutely. But I don't think he wants to. That's the key. So anyway, it's all I'm saying is mm. there is a real dilemma there now for the Roosters as to what they're going to do. Where they've got the three, three of the best fullbacks in the world. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now speaking of fullbacks, Cody Ramsey from the St George Illawarra Dragons, uh, he um, is in hospital and oh. his career is basically on the line. He's got ulcerative colitis. He went. They were training yeah. and he had these massive stomach pains. He ran nine and a half k with these massive stomach pains and ended up in hospital with ulcerative colitis, which the doctor said could end end his career. He might have to have surgery. Um, So, yeah, fancy doing a nine and a half K run with stomach pains that make you end up in hospital. So, yeah, that's not good news for him. And what about this? Just to finish, Zorks, you know the Tigers, the West Tigers. Yes. Wooden Spooners in 2022. They've got their calendar out for 2023. You can buy it for Christmas if you want for 2023. Yep. Who do you reckon's on the calendar on the front of the calendar? Mm. Have a guess. Just pick some players that are no longer at the club. That yeah. might narrow it. <laughs> oh, no. Jackson Hastings is on the cover. He's now at the no. Knights. And Tyrone Peachy is on the cover. He's now at Penrith. So no. the Tigers calendar for 2023 features Jackson Hastings and Tyrone Peachy. No. It will be at other clubs. Very oh. premature, wasn't that one? There you go. Jeez. There you go. There you Hastings go. is a big loss for them. I think he's it a is. fantastic Massive player. loss. Massive loss. So there you go. Brisbane Post and Beams. Still direct to the public and tradies for over 25 years. Go to brispost.com.au. It's 16 to 8. For IMAR Insurance. Get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Heels on SENQ 693. Queensland made. Paddy not here today, not feeling 100%. Heels back tomorrow. The, one of the disappointing things about Paddy not being here, today he was going to start his top 10 countdown of his mm. um, yeah, he was. best sports moments over the 47 years. So we'll have to do two tomorrow. So I'll have to do number 10 and number nine yeah. tomorrow. And he'll unveil number one. I reckon I know what number one might be on uh, December 9 okay. upstairs. So we're going to do the 10 through one. Uh, today was supposed to be number 10. So we'll do that tomorrow with number 10 and nine. Now, each day oh, this week on the program, we've got um, an event cinema's family pass. Unwrap the magic of movies with an event cinema, cinema gift card. Buy now in cinema or online at eventcinemas.com.au. But we have an event cinemas family pass to give away, Zorks. You been lately? I haven't been for a while. My wife went uh, a couple of weeks ago to watch the um, George Clooney, uh, Julia Roberts movie. Can't remember the name of it, to be honest. But uh, went to the movies then with a friend to watch yeah, that. Nice. So, yeah. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five. If you'd like an event cinemas family pass, school holidays coming up. What a time to take the family to the yeah. movies. Eventcinemas.com.au. Thirteen, thirteen, fifty-five is that telephone number. 
If you would like to go to the movies, courtesy of our friends at Event Cinemas, a family pass is waiting for you. You can book now or buy in cinema online at eventcinemas.com.au. Try mates mode today and lad break it together. T's and C's apply. Gamble responsibly. No Tommy Hackett today. Josh Bell has big shoes to fill. Josh, Josh, good morning. Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, Tommy's taking some much-deserved leave for the week, so you're stuck with me, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, because he's too busy bathing in all his cash that he won on the uh, weekend. Yeah, did he? You tip some winners? He did. He, he had did. a good weekend. Yeah, it's no, a big, he had a good weekend. Now what? Uh, let's have a look at the World Cup, mate. A couple of results this morning which make it really interesting. Yeah, I've just had a quick look uh, at the World Cup results. So uh, Spain and Germany had a draw, which has opened things up. And of of course, it was a big weekend for our Socceroos in Qatar, defeating Tunisia 1-0. So uh, they, of course, now put themselves in a pretty good position to progress to the round of 16. So they need uh, a point against Denmark, of course, to advance. And they're currently $2.88 to qualify for the next round. Okay. Uh, so we, we, we're looking at some big results over there uh, in the West uh, with the racing, the East Coast Raiders in particular, Godolphin. They took out the Group 1 winner bottom stakes at Ascot on Saturday. Paulele was dead last round in the turn, but he stormed right over the top to win. And that was possibly one of the most exciting wins of 2022. So he wow. had uh, he's assured himself a career post-racing as a stallion, I would suggest. He's now won eight of 21 career starts and just shy of $2.4 million in prize money. So a big result over there in the West. Terrific stuff. Now, uh, to, tonight at the World Cup, mate, we've got Cameroon and Serbia, South Korea v Ghana, Brazil v Switzerland, Portugal v Uruguay. Any markets on any of those games? Yeah, so the early game uh, for us at 8 o'clock, uh, Cameroon and Serbia. Serbia is a $1.70. The draw $3.60 and Cameroon is $5. Now, we've got a player pick available for this game. Serbian striker Alexander Mitrovic, who of course plays for Fulham Mm -hmm. in the Premier League. To score the first or second goal, you can have $2.75. Okay. Now, just finally, before we let you go, NFL, the Green Bay Packers take on Philadelphia Eagles today. They certainly do. Yeah, that, that, that's the game later this morning. Uh, Philadelphia, $1.35, and Rogers and his Packers are $3.25. Okay, good on you, mate. We'll chat again tomorrow. Thanks, guys. There he is, Josh Bell from Ladbrokes. Ladbroke it together with Mates Mode, the better way to chat, share, and bet together. T's and C's apply and available on the website. Gamble responsibly. I saw my Bears got lapped by New York with a new quarterback. I was hoping so we'd do that in the sports yeah. right. No, we shan't be doing that. Seven to eight. For IMAR Insurance, get an online quote and instant cover anywhere, anytime. Visit imar.com.au. Patton Hills on SENQ 693. Queensland made. James from Mount Gravatt has won the uh, tickets to the uh, movies. So well done, James. We've got another double pass or family pass to event cinemas to give away tomorrow. Mm-hmm. The name of that movie, I believe, Ticket to Paradise with um, George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Nice. And the wife said it was okay. Mm. So, I won't be out there. Yeah, I, I not, won't be having a look. Not, it's not in my genre, nah. let it put that way. You won't be out of training either. I won't be out of training. The boys will be but out But you are going to have a run somewhere today, are you? Oh, I'll or not? Okay. Yeah, I'll have a run around when I'm I finish here. I'll go take that little fellow to school and then head off, get a bit of a trundle on and a few weights. And and you'll be back during the week. Maybe tomorrow I'll have a chat after the show for your American sports rap, sure. Zorks sports rap. Yep, sounds so, good. 
the Bears beaten by New York. But anyway, smashed. He went to ten. Yeah, yeah, pretty poor. And Paddy and Heels will be back tomorrow. So Paddy not feeling one hundred percent. Heels back from New Zealand. So the uh, the band is back together tomorrow. We're back, and we can have a day without seeing each other. And I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> all right. Thanks for having me. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much for all your texts and uh, contributions to the show this morning. Ben Davis along after the news, which is next right here on SENQ 693 AM. Mark Brabrook and Zane Zorko saying goodbye. Benny is next. Patton Hill's back tomorrow morning. Catch you then. Bye.